Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today, and we have got a great show in store. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners, Athletic Greens. So if you're wondering what Athletic Greens even is, it's one thing we can do to be good friends to our health. See, in one scoop of Athletic Greens, you just mix it in really cold water, that one scoop contains 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in forms that your body can absorb. Their special blend of ingredients supports your energy level, gut health, nervous system, immune system, and ability to focus. So many things, y'all. You're investing in an all-in-one nutrition supplement that's lifestyle-friendly. So whether you eat keto, gluten-free, paleo, Athletic Greens has got you covered. And this one habit is way cheaper than getting all the different supplements you need yourself. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially as we finish up cold and flu season. Yes and amen. It's just one scoop and cup of cold water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Y'all, today on the show, I get to talk with my good friend, Brandon Heath. He's an award-winning, I mean, we're talking five-time Grammy-nominated, eight-time Dove Award-winning Nashville native singer-songwriter. He was with us on That Sounds Fun on episode 67, if you want to go back and listen. Brandon just released his new album called Enough Already about a month ago, and true to what we all know and love and can count on from Brandon, it is a faith-shaping, honest, wise album full of songs. I absolutely love this guy and his family. I can't wait for us all to have a chance to catch up with him. So here's my conversation with Brandon Heath. You used to do voiceover work? I did. It's it's a little known fact about me. And there is actually one thing I've actually never, <gasps> I've never publicly <laughs> said this. <laughs> is this about to happen? Brandon Heath in our minute one, you're going to, you're going to drop uh, I've never said this before. So, uh, yeah, I am. I'm just going there what right off the friendship. bat. Yeah. I, so 
early on, I used to do voiceover work for for you know a job. What's early on? Like in your twenties, or like yeah. as a high schooler? Okay. Like uh, actually, like nineteen. Because you're like a unicorn. You're a born and raised Nashvilleian, right? I am. Yeah. yeah, born and raised. So you've always been here. So as soon as as soon as you were done with high school, you're like, get me in the biz. Well, it's funny. I actually went to high school with a girl named Kristen Robertson. I don't know what her new last name is, but I actually bumped into her like a couple of years ago, crazily. But I graduated from from high school in '97, so okay. we're talking a, a minute ago. Yep. Uh, but her mom was in was in the voiceover industry, and if you're wondering what is voiceover, it's the people that read ads. Yes. You know. Okay. Or you read books, audiobooks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're kind of like paid to use your voice. Oh my gosh. So I was like, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I did a reel, so it, you basically just you read some stuff, and then client uh, potential clients listen to all these voiceover talents. And they say, hey, I want that person to read yeah. my spot, which is an, an ad. Or all the lingo. I'm letting you in on the industry <laughs> right now. So, um, But I've been out of it for so long that I don't even really know what the jargon is anymore. But literally, uh, you would go into the studio, you would read, there was probably a producer there or a director who would like tell you, okay, give me s- different inflection on this word yeah. or... This is what you're feeling or, you know, so I had, I still have a pretty young voice. Like uh-huh. I sound young. I guess I do. I tell myself this. Certainly. You, we're still young. We're fine. Thank you. Thanks. So I got hired to do this PBS puppet show. Oh, I want you to keep talking. Yeah. What I, is I, it? Yeah. It was called Wisheroo Park. I'm Googling it You're right wel- now. You will find it. Because I found Park? it. Oh, yeah. I'm not thinking you're lying. I just want to see it. No, no, no. Two weeks ago, I bumped into a dude who was also uh, also on the show that I haven't seen in years. And he didn't really, he didn't, well, he knew that I was Brandon Heath, but he didn't realize that I was on this puppet show with him. Oh, <laughs> This, like, my animated, gosh. well, not animated. It was like live puppets. Yeah. Like Jim Henson kind of vibes. Were you holding the puppet too? No. No. No, no, no. You just would read the script. You were just acting out. Which character were you? Are you? I am Ranger Bob. Are you telling me the truth? I'm telling you the truth, and I've you never said Ranger this Bob on the record. On Wisheroo Park. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't see the <clears throat> Oh yes, I do. There it is. Here's yep. the theme song. Do you remember the theme song? I'm Ranger Bob, you'll see. I name and plant each tree. I remember that part. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Welcome to, to my listen. magic world. My name is Wisheroo. That's it. Yeah. Wisheroo Park. Wisheroo Park. <laughs> okay, yeah. Just just keep rolling. Yeah. Is Ranger Bob coming? My magic world where I'm My name is Wisheroo. <laughs> So that's Monkey B. Yeah, certainly that. So that Monkey, Monkey B is the guy I bumped into. Okay, here it comes. You ready? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, you can stop it now. Wow. Oh, there you are. I mean, it almost looks like you, Brandon. I don't think it's they really. It's a brown-headed guy. Yeah, I, I, I was 19. I was 19 years of age when I did that. Wow. Yeah. How long did you do the show? 
so we did two seasons at once. <laughs> no. No, I think we did one season and they picked up they picked up the show for a second season. They being PBS. Yes. So it aired for two years and then Were you strutting around town like, I've got a gig? Was it like, yeah, people would be like, what are you doing? You're like, well, I'm a singer songwriter, but mostly I'm an actor. No, well, I don't know that do I, would, I don't know that I would have called myself an actor, <laughs> a voice actor, I guess. But um, no, I didn't. I didn't really tell anybody. I was kind of like shy about it. I just thought it was kind of a funny. So it was just like a job. Gig. So I mean, I guess if you did all a whole season in like a week, was it? I mean, you weren't going in every Thursday and doing the show like a. Or were you? No, we yeah we would do like a week and a half, and they would have catering, and they would have like, and we would just all hang. One day, but the monkey didn't know it was you. Recently, when you ran into the monkey, <laughs> he didn't realize it was you. <laughs> His name is Sam. Hi, Sam. So, uh, no, he didn't. And I and I. So here's the thing: he's a backup singer on the. Uh, He's on the Mike Huckabee show, and he's a background singer on the Mike Huckabee show because he has a live band. Yeah. So I walk in to do sound check and rehearsal, and I see Sam, and he introduces himself as Sam. And I I realize that I can remember – I remember him, but he does not remember me. He knows me as Brandon Heath. Yes. But he doesn't know that Brandon Heath was Ranger Bob with him <laughs> like 25 years ago. <laughs> Literally 25 years ago. Did not know that was me. Oh, Did my not know. Gosh. And so I was like, dude, after we rehearse, I'm going to blow your mind. You just <laughs> strap in because I'm about to blow your mind. So I told him, and he, and it did. He, for sure, he did not know that was me. So anyway, now you know. Wow. Okay, so Wishery Park ends. Were you devastated or were you like, I'll get another gig? Or was like, oh, man, I thought this was my next thing. Well, I mean, yeah, like thinking back, I think I was bummed because honestly, it paid pretty well, yeah. you know, and you just go in and you just read. And sing. And sing, Ranger yeah. Ranger Bob sings. Totally. Yeah. And I, you know, I wasn't at that point, I wasn't like a professional songwriter. I didn't have a record deal. So I didn't really know what my life was going to turn out to be. And I, and I'll be honest with you, like I wasn't seeing myself being like a voice actor yeah. forever. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a singer songwriter. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. But wow. it was good for the for a 19, 20-year-old yeah, kid. Yeah, no kidding. I was like, I'll do this. This is awesome. There was a country artist, Lauren Elena, that was on the show. Yeah. and I love her music. They, uh, she's awesome. Yeah. The next week, I'm listening to The Highway, Channel yeah. 56 on Sirius. And the lady says, in an interview recently, Lauren Elena said, and I was like, she's talking about I, what My she friend. said is what Lauren said on the pod. Oh, and she quotes Lauren saying something she said in here, and I'm picturing Wally or someone from Caleb saying, "Brandon yeah. Heath just revealed." Yeah, Wally would be <laughs> he that was guy. Ranger Bob, because he digs it up. Oh yeah, so That's yeah. What I think you've just done. I'm, is I'm throwing it out there. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. You're gonna get some sort of Wishery Park merch now mailed to but, you. But I haven't thought about it for years. Like it just is one of those things that you did. Like I worked at Starbucks. You yeah, know, like yeah. you. Just, it's just one of those gigs that you had in the past. But then when I saw Sam a couple weeks ago, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that was like a season of my life. Yeah, that a lot of people don't know about. Yes, when I moved here, a lot of our friends worked at Starbucks because yeah. it had uh, health insurance. That's exactly right. For <laughs> part-time even. Yes. I don't yes. know if they're still doing that. I don't either. And they gave you shares 
in the business. Do you still have shares in Starbucks? I think I cashed out. Wow. When I when I well, I don't want to say I quit. When I retired uh-huh, uh-huh. from Starbucks. Yes, when you hung up your apron. Yes, when I hung up my green apron, you have the option to cash in yeah. your your shares, yeah. your stocks or whatever. But literally they call you a partner. That's why they oh. call you. You're not an employee of yeah. Starbucks. You are a partner. Because you own a little piece of it. That's exactly right, which is brilliant. Hey, listen, I listened to your podcast during the prayer. You were talking about yeah. prayer. Yeah. Um, so I listened to one of the episodes with um, Beth, Beth, Redman. Beth Redman. Wasn't that incredible? And I heard you talk. You you talked about having one phone that is your phone phone. Yes. And then one phone is for your social media and yes. stuff. So here's the deal. With my phone, in 2019, I took social media off of my phone. Uh-huh. And it was a decision that I made with my wife. Yeah. We were kind of in a season of like really looking at ourselves. And mm. and to me, one of the things that was hard for me was social media. Yeah. And, and to be more specific about social media, yes, it was the first thing that I looked at yep. when I got up in the morning, which yep. is a problem, you know? Yes. The other part of it is that social media was becoming this thing for me personally that I compared myself to other people. Oh, wow. And I started to really like not like myself a lot. Wow. And so we decided that I don't do, I don't have social media on my phone anymore. So do you post, so when you're posting on Instagram, are you doing? I send it to my wife and And she posts it for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How different is your brain because of it? Uh, well, do you I f- feel different? Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm not really? like held slavery by yeah. like you know what 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 am I posting today? Now I will say because I want to be transparent and honest. Um, during my release week, I did uh, I did put it on my phone certainly because you you know you ramp things up when you've got things coming out. Yes. And so I did have access to it then. Yes. But it's off my phone. And I haven't really had it since 2019. Yeah. And it's been wonderful. It's that been wonderful. fascinating. Yeah. So, you know, Beth was saying, you know, she, she took down all the TVs uh, yeah. around her house, yeah. you know, which I think is hilarious. I think if you, if you need, like in the Bible, it says cut off your right arm. If that's yeah. what, if, you know, right. if it causes you to sin, cut right. it off. That's it. And so that's for it. me, I think there are ways that we, we can cut those things out of our lives doesn't have to be as radical as like taking all your TVs out of your house but listen if that's what you need to do and you even said like you're not disciplined enough to not go to social media it's 100 percent true and so I just want to number one commend you for saying that because yeah. a lot of people won't say that yeah. number two I'm with you in that and that I had to just get rid of it off yes. my phone it is made my life so much better. And I don't even have the ability to, like, I also turned off, I can't add apps without my, without my Wait, wife. there's a way to do that where yeah. it's like kit controls. Let me just tell you, yeah, you can kid-proof your phone, so I can't even add apps. I have to have my wife unlock my phone. Wow. To add apps. Yeah. And that, and that is to keep me away from social media yeah. or things that just aren't. Good for me. Yes. So, yeah, you can kid-proof yourself out of your phone. That is – you know what's funny is people will say, wow, you are so disciplined. And what you and I both know is we do all – we have all these high walls because we are weak. 
Yeah. I have high walls because I have yeah. self-control is the least growing fruit of the spirit yeah. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've got to I've got to build these boundaries that help me create the art I want to make and be the person I want to be. And so that is that's an interesting idea because I would love to delete TikTok and not be able to get it back. Yeah, I don't I'm I'm not even on TikTok. Yeah, don't I, It's a problem. Why? Well, here's the thing. So my label, you know, marketing. Your new label. My new label. Centricity. Welcome to Centricity. Thank you. They're wonderful over there. I was with some of them last night. I think they're They great really people. are wonderful. Yes. I'm so happy to yes. be there. And you know what? I'm not I'm not saying that they want me to be on there, but it is a helpful tool. Yes, of and course. And one of their most successful new artists was discovered on TikTok. Yes. I know. You know. So, I mean, there are good things that come from social media platforms like and TikTok. Every and team who helps you make a product says, please go everywhere and say that this product exists because you've worked really hard on it and everyone's worked really hard on it. So, of yeah. course, they want you on everything. And I also, I, it's also really important for me to say um, so I'm talking about Katie Nicole. Yeah. Um, and Katie is an incredible artist. We've written together. I've I've spent time with Katie. So, Katie had put put a couple of her own songs on TikTok mm-hmm. and they were wonderful and Katie is using the platform in a good and positive and healthy right, way. Right. Right. So she would be an example of someone who uses it in a in a positive way. Yeah. But me as someone who receives like so I, you know, find ideas sometimes. Well, I often I will go to where will I go? Now I'm saying I don't have social media on there, but every once in a while, I like getting ideas for my backyard because I'm passionate about my backyard. Oh, I've heard how passionate you are about your backyard. So I go on uh, Pinterest. Yeah. So and get ideas. Is yeah. Pinterest, uh, is that social media? I mean, I think it. I don't know. I go there it's for not inspiration. Social. It's me. I mean, it is an app and it <clears> is, it is, a, it can take your time, but it's, you're not there making friends There are similarities there. in a way where you can absolutely get lost in it for hours certainly certainly. but let's just say it's not like i don't even i I probably go on on pinterest once every two months yeah and just like deep if you're doing a new fire pit or if you're doing totally a new are y'all gardening back there too i would like to garden this summer we're not going to be home much oh yeah your tour and the album yeah yeah. is everybody going with you the kids and so well, I'm not. I'm so I'm touring and I'm doing backyards, which we can get into. I heard you loved the last I round. I love. I'm passionate about really playing people's backyards. Why? It's like a new season for me. Yeah. So okay. Well, here's the thing, and we can get back to the a summer. We're, summer. I won't forget. Yeah. I have notes. I'm writing things. So during the pandemic, which I'm just gonna like hit pause on even that, right? Because you were the first person. That I knew. To get quarantined. To get quarantined. <laughs> I was the first person a lot of us knew <laughs> to get quarantined. Thank so you I was, to I was looking our at our text thread this between you and I, and the uh, last time we texted, which shows how great of friends we are, <laughs> was when We've you, seen each other in real life. I know. But. but well, yeah, yeah we have. Mm-hmm. But you, in fact, we were at a book release party a few nights before. The actual night I got exposed. I went to that book launch party. And then I drove to the place where the person had COVID, and then I went oh, home. It my was the goodness. actual night of Justin Rosalino's book launch party. That's crazy. That's the last time we texted was at that book launch party. After well, it was it. after I said, uh-huh. "Hey, I heard, <laughs> oh, I heard, that's you, right, I heard that's you have right. the coronavirus." 
That's right. Tell me, what is it? How are you? And I was like, I'm just stuck in my house. I don't have it. And you, it, it was mild for you, right? I didn't even have it that time. I literally was just stuck in my house because you we were, were exposed. Yes, because our friend, our mutual friend, we were all exposed. Yeah. And she was like the 10th person in our county to test positive. And so they made all of us that had watched The Bachelor together that night yeah. be in our houses. That is so. So I, I was mean, fine, but I was home. We're not so far from that. Like that just happened a couple of years ago. Doesn't it feel like it just happened? Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't uh-huh. because this thing has evolved in right. such a way. Right. Anyway, so uh, when when I was in, in fact, I was also quarantined. Yes. I'm remembering. Yes. Because I texted you. Uh huh. I was quarantining myself because I had been in a men's retreat. Yes. And shaking like 220 hands. Yes. I was feeling a little ill. Yep. And so I think I was actually texting you to say, like, to compare notes yes, a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly right, Brandon. And you were That's like, well, exactly right. I don't think I have it. but right. And I ended up not having it either. Yeah. But, okay. you know, it's part of the thing. It goes into your head and you're like, oh. Especially then. There was just so much unknown and so much fear. We were, yeah. And our friend who yep. who had one of the first confirmed cases in Nashville, like, she was even saying, like, it's a, it's a head. It's yeah. like. That's part of the challenge is the emotional yeah. challenge yeah. That, that COVID, not to minimize that it's a very physical challenge yeah. as well, and people have lost their lives. But, you know, I think all of us have experienced some sort of trauma yeah. through yeah. all that. And I, I so. I'm careful to use the word trauma, but I do believe that all of us are experiencing some sort of trauma from yeah. that season. Yeah. So mine was fear of how am I going to provide for my family? Yeah. What's going to happen with the world? which I know a lot of people were thinking about. Yeah. So Matt Wirtz, one of my closest friends in the world, he was kind of like saying, I might go play backyards. I was like, that's a thing. <laughs> I could play backyards. Yeah. And that's where literally I had been hanging out. Yeah. I had like rediscovered my backyard. Now I will say... I have a pretty amazing backyard. Yeah? It's awesome. I mean, you've worked at it, though. Y'all have worked at it for the last couple of years. Well, we have, but we haven't. Because um, I we bought our house and renovated it because of the backyard. Oh. The guy that owned it before us was a structural engineer. He had a tractor, and he it's two acres with a creek that runs through it. Yeah. And it is just like a little slice of Tennessee heaven. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's where I want to live. <laughs> yeah. God loved my wife. She agreed to renovate and move there. Anyway, I was forced to be in my backyard and like all of us were, we were going to Home Depot and paying yep. way too much for lumber. And yep. the reason there's a whole supply chain yes, problem now. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I rediscovered my love for my backyard, but I was like, that's my, good, my pitch. America, I'm tired of my backyard. I want to come and see your backyard. <laughs> what is it like just going to people's backyards and they invite all their friends? It's wonderful. Really? It feels like showing up to a house party. Yeah. You know, often people will have been barbecuing all day, yeah. like grilling out, or like on my, my latest little pitch for Brain in the Backyard, which is what I call it. Yes. Uh, I, I joked about having tasted every variety of potato salad that America oh, can certainly. offer. Yes. And there are like seven or eight different <laughs> varieties. And you've had them all. <laughs> Uh, so, um, yeah, I just fell in love with America, especially small town America, because I discovered cities that I've never played. You know, you don't tour these small towns, yeah. but you're literally going to people's backyards. 
a lot of them were farms. Wow. I played in a lot of barns. Yeah. And I saw what like the farming community is like, what their families are like. And they are just the most wonderful people. Yeah. And so in a season where I was even wondering if I wanted to keep playing music because I've got babies at home. Yeah. America. Um, so Palmer is four. Okay. Elliston is three. Okay. Which by the, I think the last time we did a podcast, I didn't have any kids. No, so, you did not. Yeah. I think CB was pregnant. Yeah. She would have been. Yeah. But yeah, no, cause it was March, 2018. Yeah. Well, no, we, well then we would have had Palmer cause she was born December of, 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 of 17. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, that maybe I wild. was a new daddy. A four year old and a three year old. Yeah. That's something. Gosh, a lot of things have happened since I talked to you last on the podcast. I know. But anyway, I I just want to give a big shout out to America. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our new partners. Let's go. Wild Grain. Okay. Were you one of the ones who spent 2020 perfecting your bread making abilities? You know I gave the hashtag food blogger alert a real go, but you also heard my recent conversation with the lazy genius herself, Kendra Adachi, so you know that my kitchen exploits are going not great. Basically, I need help. No shame if you do too. Wild Grain has got us covered. Wild Grain is the first bake from frozen box for artisanal bread. Plus, they have amazing rolls, pastries, and even handmade pastas, you guys. Wild Grain uses only clean ingredients such as unbleached flour and non-GMO flour and utilizes a slow sourdough fermentation process that's better for you and tastes better than anything you can find in a grocery store. Plus, for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the greater Boston food bank. That's awesome. They donated over 120,000 meals so far. Okay, here's how it works. You sign up and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. And then Wild Grain delivers for free a box of breads, pastas, and pastries with easy-to-follow instructions. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. And if you've got summer travels or your freezer's already stocked, no problem. It's easy to reschedule or skip or cancel. Okay, are you hungry yet? For a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants. Y'all, the croissants are to die for. In every box, when you go to wildgrain.com slash that sounds fun to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash that sounds fun. That's wildgrain.com slash that sounds fun. Or you can use the promo code that sounds fun at checkout. And now back to our conversation with Brandon. I bet it's been really cool because when you when you get to do shows like that, you get to talk to everyone who's there. You do. And we were all in the same situation. Yeah. But we were all in isolation at the time. Yeah. So when you show up with your guitar and you happen to be one of their favorite artists, because this is my core fan base. I only opened up invitations to people who follow me on social media. Yeah. So I was like, and for 10 days, for the next 10 days, you can invite me to your backyard. Yeah. Send me pictures. Tell me what you want to do. Yeah. Tell me what your budget is because, like, bottom line, this is how I'm making a living right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And then hopefully it'll work out. Yeah. And so I did, I think my goal was 10. I ended up doing 20 <gasps> in the fall. Oh, my gosh. We had uh, over 200 invitations to play in people's backyards. <laughs> Brandon. It was incredible. 
That's so cool. So you, sh- yeah, you show up and you just see their faces. Like yeah. they haven't seen live music because yeah. it's all shut down. Yeah. My favorite artist is in my backyard eating, yeah. my, eating my potato salad. Yeah. And so, you know, it was vulnerable because you're relying on your fan base to literally take care of you and yes. your family. Yes. And they did. they did. I was like, I love my job. Yes. And I love my fans. And I hate calling them fans because it just, I don't know. But they're fans of my music, yes, you know? Yes, yes. They love your music. Yeah, that's great. And they could support me in real time. When you're doing that all through 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. are you writing the new album too? Like, how are you doing those shows that require you to fly and then drive, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing is you're probably not busing. Nope. And you're not flying to big cities. You're flying to big cities and then driving four hours. I rented a camper from RV, was it Camp Camp America or RV uh-huh. America, whatever. You know, and the y'all ones? just RV'd around? We RV'd. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, Rosie. Rosalino. Yeah. He was with me. Really? So, oh, yeah. Campgrounds, totally. And so are you writing the new album? Are you writing Enough Already in the middle of all of that? I started writing Enough Already in February of 21. Wow. So. That backyard experience, how's that play into what we're hearing on the new album? I don't know that thematically it played into it. But I will say this, I don't know that I would have made a record had I not had the support of my really? fan base. It was like, wow, my my music is medicine for yes. people. Yes. It's really important that I keep doing this. Yes. And it was also I still love it, you know? Yeah. And so I, I have to credit those those first people in their backyards. Also credit my wife, you know, because we had to decide if this was a good season to make music because yeah. you know at that time infants I had two like <laughs> infants right a toddler and an infant now they're three and four but I needed to be around so CB and I had to pray is this right like signing a new record deal yeah so in February I started writing for a new record with Centricity because yeah. Centricity showed some interest in me which I am I mean you've been so doing this job for 20 plus years? Yeah. I signed my first record deal in 2005. Yeah, I was about to say, I had your first album in 2006, probably. Six when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I love that album. Yeah, you know Thank that. You, you know how much I love that album. Thank you. Mac Powell gave it to me. Do you remember that? That Mac, no. Mac, at their Christmas party that year, they always give like a basket to everybody who comes to their Christmas party, and uh-huh. your album was in their Christmas party. Well, thanks, basket. Mac Powell. Right, 2006. <laughs> That's crazy. How do you know Mac Powell? I nannied for them. Did you really? Yeah, we grew up in the same town and known him my whole life. And I was teaching school and nannying for them in the summer. That's crazy. And that's so funny. I know. So you grew up in Alabama? Nope. Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, they're from Atlanta. Oh, that's right. Or they live in Atlanta still. That's right. You're right. Yeah. He's a little little bit older than us. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That is so funny. Okay, so you've been doing this that long. You have the opportunity where you're not in a record deal. You are. You could do anything. But you decide to sign. I mean, signing with a new record label is like starting the whole thing again. It really is. And, and and you know, in a new season, you know, you have to make sure that their goals align with your goals. Yeah. And mine are not so much to, like, tour and be gone all the time. Yeah. I mean, I certainly still want to go and play. And, yeah. I, and I, I do play a lot. But I'm not doing, like, the traditional, like, get on a bus and you're gone yeah. for a couple of months. Yes. Type touring. Yeah. 
So they were cool with that. My manager was cool with that. So I just had to find the right team that agreed that, you know, I still need to be making music, but I don't have to tour like as I like I used to. You may not know this answer, but I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Why do you think God has you doing it again? Well, for several reasons, um, this is my gift, number one. Yeah. You know, it's not my only gift, so I don't, I want to be careful not to say it's my only gift, but I think it's my most unique gift. Yeah. And I have a unique voice in the music world, Mm -hmm. not just in Christian music, but I think in, in all of music. I agree. And so, and I'm still good at it. Yeah. And, and I still love it. Yeah. So to me, there didn't seem any indication that it was time to hang it up. Yeah. But, you know, I did need to honor, I did need to honor my wife and our, our marriage yeah. and, and my children, you know, so. And this you, allows you to do all of that. It does. That's amazing. And I get to honor my gift. Yeah. As well. Yes. I mean, the album, I haven't gotten to listen to all of it, but what I have listened to is Awesome. Thank you. What was launch week like? Did it feel good to be doing it again? Did it feel different? It felt a little different. So I think back in 17, we wouldn't have been releasing records like we do now on, you know, Spotify, iTunes, where you release a song at a time. We just released like the entire record, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but now you kind of, it's like the trickle effect or whatever. And then you know, by the time the full record comes out, they've they've probably already heard half of it. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah, feel like weird, right? a cannonball into yeah. the pool anymore. Yeah. It feels maybe more like just walking down the stairs yeah. into the pool. Yeah. But um, that's so funny that I went to that that's analogy. That's a very good analogy, though. I wonder when books will. I mean, books follow music by about a decade. And a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about what's it going to look like when books start releasing a chapter at a time or an essay at a time or, mm-hmm. you know, how different when it when we take the stairs instead of cannonball, we still cannonball. And so I'll be interested you when you should take be, the stairs. You should be one of the people to try it first. OK, I will just pioneer it. Yeah, why not? Can't hurt. Even okay. if you kind of gave like a little like window into what the book was going to be out uh, about like six months prior. Yeah. And you had a podcast around it. So, I don't know. You know what? I have yeah. a podcast network. I can make that happen. Yes, you do. That's a great idea. Let's, wait, let's talk about you for a second, Annie. <laughs> Brandon. You are taking over the world. <laughs> no, no, no. We're just making a way for other people no. to do their gifts. Listen, I want you to know I'm really excited for you. Thanks. I'm really excited for you. I appreciate really it. Really thankful. I was on Dadville. Was yeah, we were on Dadville. It was a great conversation. Yes. You know, Barnes and I have been... And uh, John, we've been friends forever. forever. Yeah. So it was so cool to sit down, not only with those guys because they're funny, but if you listen to that episode, we talk about our friendship, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. In fact, I got an, a text on the way here from an old friend who was friends with me and Barnes when yeah. we were back in our college days. Yeah. And she was like, here, I'm going to read exactly what Betty Ashton said. She said, oh, goodness. She said, oh, my goodness, Dave Brandon just finished your Dadville podcast interview, and it had my heart so happy and nostalgic. Love hearing stories and times I remember his stories I didn't know and just listening to your love and respect for each other. Thanks for making my day. Oh. Isn't that cool? Yes. So, Annie, that's what you're doing. Wow. Like with your different 
podcast. You're yeah. giving people a platform, and then you're blessing a lot of people, you know, and it gave me something to listen to about prayer last week. So yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. It is. It means a lot when my friends like you who've been in this with me for a very long time feel that. So yeah. thank you. It's fun. Um, the thing we said we would go back to is you said what else you're going to do this summer mm-hmm. after May. I am taking – so one thing that I think is really important is family adventures. Yeah, okay. So my dad was really good at that when I was a kid. We would we would often go, like, camping. Yeah. Or we would even camp at the beach. Yeah. What? I On know. the beach? I know. I don't know how we did Seems that. hard, yeah. Or why. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you remember it, so he yeah. wins. Well, we were cheap, so we didn't do, like, <laughs> hotels or resorts. Yeah. We took our pop-up tent. Oh, my gosh. Or our pop-up camper yeah. down to Destin. Oh, my gosh. In fact, more specifically, Fort Walton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems yeah, really you, hard. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, I was actually driving through Fort Walton recently, and I was like, oh, that's where we used oh to Oh, my camp. gosh. You, like, saw it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, we are going to a dude ranch. <gasps> really? Yeah. It's called Wind River Ranch. Yeah. You should check it. You know about it? I've heard it? of Wind River. Um, From Mac. Yes. Mac, I was like, I know someone who went there. <laughs> Mac is the reason that I know about yes, Wind River. Yes. Yeah. He takes his, his family there all the time. Yes. And it is a full-on, like, cowboy dude yes. experience. Yes. So y'all, how long are you there? A week? We'll be there for a week. Wow. Yeah. And it's amazing. This is my third my third summer going. And the girls love it? The girls love it. In fact, a couple of days ago... We asked them, like, what was your highlight of, of last year? And we, we took them to Disney World, yeah. and they liked the ranch more than Disney World. No way. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a really special place. It's in uh, – it's like a, a, the, the base of Rocky Mountain National Park yeah. in out, outside of Estes. Yeah. So Oh, incredible. that's great. And then – I'm taking my family for the first time to Malibu, the Young Life Camp. Yes, yeah. the one that that is the one where Bob Goff lives near, right? He has a yeah, he has he a has house a, up there, a lodge around the corner yes. from Malibu. Because you think Malibu, California, but it's not. It's nope. way up in Canada. Think Canada. Think like forest and w- like inlet water. Is it like above Seattle? Is it on that yeah. side? Okay. It's 100 miles north of Vancouver. Okay. And okay. the only way to get there is by boat or float plane. Oh, wow. There are no <laughs> roads. Oh, my gosh. How many yeah. weeks are y'all there? Uh, we'll be there for two weeks. Are you? I guess you're doing the music. I'm doing an, an assignment. That yeah. is, I mean, why Young Life? What is, I mean, you've been a Young Life guy forever, right? Yeah. yeah I as mean, long as I've known you, you've yeah. Young Life camps, yeah. So, um, Growing up here in Nashville, my Young Life leaders went to, they went to Vanderbilt. Okay. Young Life leaders are often college kids, although yeah. they don't have to be, but they're adults who yep. have a, a faith and and want to share the gospel with yeah. with young high school kids. Yeah. So that that was me yeah. in the front high, uh, hallway of Hillsboro. I went to two clubs. Yeah. So club is basically where you, you know, you meet at somebody's house, like yeah, in their yeah. great room or something play games, sing songs. And they invited me to go to camp that summer, and it was Malibu. Oh, my gosh. They went from Nashville up there. Yeah. Wow. It was only my second time on an airplane. Oh my, my first gosh. time uh, west of the Mississippi. Oh, my gosh. So and I, you're 16, 17? I'm, I'm 16. Yeah. Didn't know anything. Oh, my gosh. So we fly to Seattle. 
we back then we would catch a boat in Vancouver and it was eight hours to get up to Malibu. So um, over the years I have worked there. Yeah, I was That's gonna say actually, how many times do you think you've been there? Oh gosh, I can't even count it. Really, like twenty plus times. <gasps> Wow. Yeah, easily 20 plus wow. times. Yeah. And is this the first time the girls are going? Uh, it's the first time that Elliston is okay. going. Palmer went she, when she was like six months old. Yeah. So she wouldn't even oh remember it. But um, I, we're so excited to go. What does that feel like to think about taking them there? It's really special. Yeah. Because that's where, you know, it's kind of like where my life took a, a turn. Yeah. It's where I met Jesus on the ninth hole of the Frisbee golf course. Yeah. That's where I prayed Jesus into my life. Mm. It's where I I witnessed what real community looks like yeah. when I would go and work there. And then Bebo Norman kind of discovered me there. I was his sound guy. So if you don't know who Bebo Norman is, he's a like kind of like an early 2000s, late 90s contemporary Christian Legend. Artist, legend, legend. Who is now? He's on our Mount Rushmore of dream guests. He, oh, I just would. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do if he was in here. <laughs> Are you serious, Brandon? I've never been more serious in the in our whole friendship. I mean, I've got his number. I don't use it right now. <laughs> don't use it. Makes me nervous. Do you know I what would, he's doing now? Yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yes, he built how right? What, didn't he go from music to building to doctor? Yeah. Well, what a life. In his, yeah, in his, not defense, but like just to tell his story a little bit, Bebo actually was in pre-med, um, but was also playing music and uh-huh. his music took off. Oh, so he was so like, walk away from I it. guess that's what I'm yeah. going to do. So to to his credit, he has gone back to his original so like. So how did he discover you? You were the sound guy and he like overheard you whistling a tune while you were I up? finally got brave in the third week of our assignment. Oh. Um, and assignments are typically like a month long. Uh-huh. And I just was like, hey, I write music and I play a song. And so I played him a couple of songs. Was this at songs. Malibu? Yeah. Wow. Played him a couple of songs. And he came back and told Ed Cash about me. Yes, of course. And um, who people would know now is in We the Kingdom. We the Kingdom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he comes back and tells Ed Cash about you, and that's how you start. Why do I not know this? You were discovered by Bebo Norman. I've never really like officially given him the credit because you know he's one of the guys. Like he didn't solely discover me, but he would have certainly seen me in like those early (laughs) songwriter days. Wow. And then Ed, uh, I would work with years later, but Ed was working with Dave and yeah. Matt, yes. you know, on their music. And so I witnessed that. And I, and I told Dave on Dadville a couple of days ago, I was like, I remember sitting there stuffing CDs with you and Matt yeah. and just being like, I want to do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they were doing it at such a, at a high level now yeah. with Ed as their producer. So I, I also have to give credit to Dan Muckala. Yeah. Who was my producer. Jenny Muckla, who's my voice coach. Is she really? And my, who keeps our voice working. Does she work with your throat ever? Yeah. She, yeah. she, she sure does. I think I everybody. Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> she's the girl to call when you're, yes. if you live in Nashville, if you're a professional musician or, or, or yep. a voice actor. Yes, as you are. If you are a voice actor yes. like Brandon Eve. You yeah. Would, yeah. You would ha- you would call Jenny and she would work with you. Yeah. Okay, so, so Dan. So Dan, yeah. So I give him probably most of the credit. Yeah. Him and and um, Bob Goff. <gasps> what are you doing? You just have all these names. I know. Bob also discovered you? 
You got so multi-discovered. So I wouldn't say that Bob discovered me, but these were all kind of brewing at the same time. Yeah, who all at the same time they're all putting you in front of people, introducing you, and getting your music out yeah. to the world. And I I also met Bob at Malibu. Yeah, just to kind of like Brandon tie that all that together. That place. Yeah, so it's very important to me. Yeah, there's a camp I grew up going to a summer camp that our church did every summer mm. in the exact it's, and they still go every summer for a week to the exact same place mm. and I don't know besides the like chapel at my at University of Georgia at the Wesley Foundation that chapel and this summer camp are the two places where I'm like just about all my most important spiritual memories mm-hmm. happened in one of these two places. Yeah, totally. That is wild. That's Malibu for you. There is a, you know what? There is a, we've been talking about pods. There is a uh, an episode of This American Life that there are people, it's about camp. Yeah. There are people who get camp uh-huh. and people who don't yes. get camp. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and there's literally two camps sorry yeah, for yeah, using yeah, yeah. that word again <laughs> um but there's like yeah either you know camp or you don't know camp yeah and um so camp was a big part of my life clearly it was yes for you huge part of my life yeah and so i want my girls to kind of grow up yes. n- number one around young life because i think young life is an amazing uh, ministry and community but i also there's just so much fun to be had because camps are usually in places that are out of cell range yep. that are picturesque, yep. you know, and are simple, yeah, you know, yeah. And, I, and I want them to experience that. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupted one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Everlywell. What if you could use science to discover more about your body all year long? Give yourself more clarity and better understanding your health and wellness with Everlywell at-home lab tests. Everlywell at-home lab tests give you physician-reviewed results and personalized insights so you can take action on your health and wellness, all at an affordable and transparent cost. With over 30 tests, you'll be able to choose the ones that make the most sense for you, whether it's food sensitivity or metabolism or sleep and stress or thyroid. Those are just a few of the many options. So here's how it works. Everlywell ships you your at-home lab test straight to your house with everything needed for a simple sample collection. Using the prepaid shipping label, mail your test back to a certified lab, and in just days, your physician-reviewed results and actionable insights are sent to your device. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide next steps. Over a million people, including me, have trusted Everlywell with their at-home lab testing. I am fascinated with understanding more about what works better best for my body. So I love what Everlywell does. And for my experience, they just make it so easy. For only $24.99 a month, the Everlywell Control membership puts your health and wellness in your hands with proactive testing. Select one qualifying at-home lab test of your choice each month and enjoy membership benefits like exclusive offers and savings and more. And for my friends, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. That's everlywell.com slash that sounds fun for 20% off your at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Brandon. I think memories are so, for me, and I think for a lot of people, are so tied to place that the idea that you're getting to take your family back and be like, what God knew Oh yeah. That that we didn't know was yeah. this was going to be my wife 
and these are my daughters. And in this place, I made decisions that that walked me to this life that I'm now getting to bring back here. That's unreal. It's really cool that you bring that up. For many years, like there was one year where I couldn't go to Malibu. And so I literally flew to Seattle, got on a float plane, was there, was at Malibu for 24 hours, and then flew back. Wow. Because it was like my tradition, but also like... I need to I needed to go there to have like a more closer interaction with God. And I've heard people call it like a thin spot. Yes. You know, yes. between the earth and heaven. Yes. But you know, I wasn't able to go there the last couple of years because yeah. because of the border being closed because of COVID and then the two years before that because of forest fires. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is that I don't need to go to Malibu to be close to God. Mm. You know, it was a reminder that God is really, he's in our, our heart. Yeah. He he is, he is everywhere. Yeah. And while I do agree with you that there's something really important about place, it was also really good for me to just let go of the idea that God only dwells in That was his only spot, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we hold the yes and of yes, pilgrimages matter. Mm-hmm, they and do. And you don't need them. You don't. It's it's not the new gospel. Yeah, you know? that's good. That, yeah. that, God, that, that Jesus is, ex- uh, is accessible uh, right now, yeah. where we are. Yeah. And uh, that was another thing that I loved uh, from that that conversation with Beth is that just this reminder that Jesus is praying for us. Oh my gosh, right. I hadn't heard that before. I know. It's. I mean, what do we do with that scripture? What so, was your thoughts on it? Well, immediately I wanted to write a song. I was like, God, I know what I'm praying to you, but what are you praying for me? You know? Oh, I want to hear that song, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, as a songwriter, that's where we get our inspiration yeah. is from thoughts like that. Yeah. You know? There's another scripture that I was not familiar with. In Revelation, that we went to when we get to heaven, God has written a new name for us down on a stone. Have you heard this before? Yes. And He will show us that stone, and it is just between it's us. A name He only says yes, only to us. Yes. And I was like, I can't wait. Can't wait to hear the name that I you know. gave to me. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, oh, I could, oh, yeah. I can't wait to write I that song. I need to write both those songs. I or know. make it one song, but write both of those songs. Yeah. Okay, so before you go, just tell me one more thing about Enough Already. Like, mm. the album sounds awesome. What's like? What's the heart of it? What's it about? Yeah, great question. You know, Enough, the word Enough has actually kind of been resonating or ruminating with me the last three years. I go to see a counselor. I won't yeah. say his name. But I'm so happy to tell people that I see a counselor because I too. think I think they I think everybody needs somebody that they can just say everything to. Agreed. That's another thing that you said the other day that I loved. You said something about like you have a few people that know that know everything about you. Mm-hmm. And so like if anything were to ever like come out or whatever, you're like, it's okay. <laughs> I got people that know somebody me. Somebody already knew. Yeah. Somebody already knew. No yeah. secrets. And yeah. you know, for me, that that is also true for me. Yeah. There are a few people where there are no secrets, but that's kind of on, honestly only been in the last uh, three or four years yeah. where I just came to a point where I was like, 
I really need to be known. And my wife yeah. was one of those people. Yeah. And then I have a core group of of men that I that I meet with regularly and in, in the just, backyard, right? We did. Well, we met in my living room last night because yeah. it was like one of those unseasonably cold, cold yeah. nights. But um, so that was inc- was an incredible experience for me, yeah. you know, to, to allow people just into my pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also to let a counselor yeah. in there. And one of the things that he helped me uncover is that my core wound is that I don't feel like I'm enough. And there often are t- there are two very common wounds that people carry. Either I'm not good enough or you're going to abandon me. Yeah. So those are like the fears. Both of those are represented at this table. You're yeah. that I'm not good enough. I'm that you're going to abandon me. Well, yeah. I'm only half as bad as you are. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think somewhere in it is the yeah. fear of abandonment, but it's maybe more like not belonging, yeah. which means you're not enough. Not good enough. Yeah, that's, that's it. Right. So that's right. it just... I'm so thankful for people who have the training to help you unpack those things Mm -hmm. where you can just get down to it Mm -hmm. because then it's not as complicated as it's always felt. Yes. Yes. And you don't have to like shut it away. And so one of the things that I I have to do is number one, be known. But number two, I love to write songs about it Mm -hmm. because it helps me to work it out, to, to flesh it out. And then sometimes I record it and sometimes I don't. Yep. That makes and sense. so so this record is about my wound of not feeling good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious how many songs have the word enough in it. <laughs> my, you know, my A&R guy was like, okay, can we think of a different title? <laughs> I've got a song called, called That's Enough, yeah. which is my next single. And I, I feel is the most important song on oh, the record. Wow. But... The the theme behind the record is that I'm enough already, yeah. that God qualifies me because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. If Jesus was thinking of me on the cross, then Jesus says that I'm good enough in the sight of God. Yeah. So done. Done. Yeah. Like no, uh, no other qualification needed. Yes. Jesus and done. Yeah. I am good enough period. Yeah. And so um, I was writing this song with a couple of friends, Enough Already. And I love titles with double meanings. Yeah. Enough Already, you know. But I am enough already. I don't need anything else to tell me, you know. I'm I'm enough already. Yeah. So that's what it's about. And I thought it kind of really said the bigger picture of what the record is about. Yeah. I'm really proud of this one. I hope so. I think you should be. I mean, I, I I love your music. I love where this points to tell us where your music's going to. Good. Like, I, I just like the idea of like, oh, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. So I love That's it. That's cool. Thank well you. Well done. Thank you. Well, the last question I always ask, because mm-hmm. the show is called That Sounds Fun. Mm-hmm. Tell me what sounds fun to you. It sounds fun to be in the backyard with my two little girls. I just finished a little playhouse for them. You built it? Yeah, I'll have to show you a picture. Yeah, I want to see and if it. You, you can publish it if you want after this is done. But um, it's a little uh, log cabin that we found, my, fa- my wife found on Facebook Marketplace. Uh-huh. And the family, they had two girls. Yeah. 
the girls had outgrown it and yeah. they, and it was time to get rid of it. And so they let me have it if I would dismantle it. And oh my so, gosh. So you literally just, you did one of those things like when they put the house on a trailer and drive it across town. Yeah, but but it was too. Oh, it's a log cabin. It's a log cabin. <gasps> it is a tiny log cabin. Yeah, Brandon, that's so cute. So you had to take it apart and put it back together at your yeah. house. If you go, I'm gonna I'm gonna publish it on my Instagram soon. The whole journey of taking yes. it apart, moving it to my house, and putting it back together. You can watch it on yes on my Instagram at at Brandon Heath. Yes, we'll link to it. <gasps> That I'm, is I'm so, so fun. excited just to sit in the backyard and watch them play in the, in the what um, what are y'all doing to the inside of it? Did y'all like put like a little rug down or is it still like empty? My wife wants to put a little like crystal chandelier inside. 100%. You I know? respect it. Yes. And then I think we're gonna just do, you know, probably uh flower boxes on the outside. Yeah. This yeah. is my wife's touch. Now I've put it together. She's <laughs> like, I'm gonna put flower boxes and yes. a crystal chandelier. Yes. And we have two little neighbor girls just right next door who will come over and play too. So same age as your girls or real close? Almost almost identical in oh, age. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. My next fun. door neighbor was my same age growing up, and you can't ask for better than that. I mean, just like yeah. we rode just we both got sick on the same day at school, and the nurse for sure thought we were faking. She was like, Y'all want to go home and play? And we're like, No, we're seriously sick. Until you barfed on her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then we exactly. showed her. Man, that is a super cool kids log cabin. I know. I'm excited about it. Was it hard to put together? Like, did you have to, like, really do some math to take it apart and put it back together? No, it wasn't hard. I just had to make sure that I labeled it really well. Oh, good point. And it took a long time. Yeah. So just a lot of time. Yes. But it wasn't hard. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to share you putting that on Instagram and let everybody see it. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for doing this today. I love getting to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Makes me so happy. And I love your music. So I'm glad that our friends get to continue to hear it. Thank you. Oh, you guys, don't you love him? He's just the best. What a great conversation. I learn so much every time I'm around him. And hilarious that literally the last time we went to the same event was the day that I got quarantined. (laughs) Oh, 2020. Y'all, be sure you're listening to Brandon's new album, Enough Already, available now at digital and streaming outlets everywhere. And follow him on social media and tell him thanks for being on the show. It just means so much when you tell our guests how their conversations matter to you. And listen, think about who you know who would love to hear this episode and send it their way. It's one of the best things you can do for the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me? Oh, man, what sounds fun to me today? Well, my follow-up appointment for my wrist surgery where we removed a ganglion cyst, the follow-up is today. So I think I'm going to get out of my brace. That's what sounds fun to me. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with a return visit from one of our very favorites and one of my absolute faith heroes, John Eldridge. We'll see y'all then.